Chris, so the Rimac Nevera. What did you know about the company and the man, Matte Rimac, behind this car? Or should I say Rimats? Are you pronouncing it? No, no, we're saying Rimac. Rimac. We have to emphasise everything. I knew all about the man. I knew about what he'd been doing. And I knew that Porsche had bought a chunk of his company. That's the ultimate accolade. Porsche is the cleverest, most discerning car company on the planet. So when Porsche buys a part of you, you're good. And I knew that the guy, you know, had watched films that I'd done over the years and had, you know, by proxy been in contact about this car and said he wasn't going to let me drive it until it was done. So I'm so thrilled that we got it in this run. So, yes, it didn't just arrive like a bolt out of the blue. I knew exactly what it was about. But you can know all about something that on paper's got 1,900 horsepower. But when it lands, it's still a shock. And the first few miles, let me just tell you, the first few miles was on a a Yorkshire Moreland Road where I had 70% performance. It was damp. And I thought to myself, where's this all going? I've been over that road in all of the supercars and hypercars that I've really been in. And this felt so much faster with 70%. So were you in a, in, in a sort of sport rather than track mode? I was like... in jelly baby mode. And it still, when I put my foot down for the first time, I couldn't really talk. Yeah, so we've already, we've already overstepped the mark here with, with what you can use on the road and the track, I'd imagine. And um, we'll probably, we'll get onto that in a minute because I think yeah. I had to go on an airfield as well. What were your thoughts on electric hypercars going into the test? Because as a thing, they're quite My thought heavy. was they're a nil-sum game. Yeah. I came out thinking they're a nil-sum game, but this is, the, this is really great. The existential threat that electric supercars, hypercars posed to their predecessors and how we feel about them remains because the world still wants to judge cars by how fast they are. Yeah. Those headline figures will always be the thing that get you and I juicy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't resist but going, oh, it does not see either. We all know it's meaningless, but we're still seduced by the numbers. Yeah. And these cars will continue to seduce. They're so fast, you can't get over the numbers. But it has to have some substance underneath. It you does. Do you do 0-60... I'm sure you did a full-bore launch. Oh, we did it. made it. you feel sick. Yeah, it's really? outrageous. Yeah. I suppose that I've always allowed myself to be lazy enough to say that, a bit like a jet ski, you drive it once, you do what it does once, and it's kind of over. The third or fourth time you do it, well, I've done it now. It, this thing has revealed its personality to me, and there's nothing mm-hmm. else left. But I will say about the Navira is that it's so fast that the tenth time you do a full-bore start, your body still goes what's going on here? Why would that happen? Yeah. So there's a, there's a level of performance I think mm-hmm. you reach where the, the party trick doesn't get tiresome. And, and, but, but maybe it's, it's at 1,900 horsepower and yeah. 2 million quid. So that's a, that's a salutary lesson to all of these car makers. Does it have a personality? Not really. Uh, do you miss the noise? I think you do. But when I was filming it on the day, I was thinking, this is utterly outrageous. I've I've never experienced anything like it. And there's one particular shot you'll see at the end of the film that exposed me and four tyres to a degree of violence that I've not not experienced before. Before this, I I think you might have described it as your greatest ever drift shot. I've not seen anything like it on film. Yeah. I'm not, you know, even even in the sort of Ken Block era of of totally altering that genre. So is it easy to slide because of all that power or...? No, in... There are loads of different modes. In the drift mode, it slides like a conventional car mm-hmm. in that the, the back axle's doing most things, the front axle's doing a bit. Mm-hmm. But really, you, when, the, when the slide comes, you counter steer, you put the lock in, and then you wind the lock off. Yeah. And, and obviously, as ever, the severity of your crash is determined by how you get the lock off, not how you put the lock on. That's what the mistake I've been discovering made. this, yeah. Right. The super-duper drift mode is, is effectively spool diff, so it, sends, it locks all four wheels, and equal torque goes to all four wheels, and you're left to sort it out. So it wants to drift with the steering wheel straight, 
And if you try and put any lock on, that's th that then it doesn't like that. But it does mean you have the opportunity to wreck four tyres with equal torque, which doesn't normally happen because most cars are going to juggle things around a bit. So the resulting image is interesting. Yeah. It's not, and also, it's happening so fast. It looks like you're doing 80, you're putting 120 miles an hour with all four tyres over-rotating to the point where they're dying very quickly. Lots of smoke? Loads of smoke. But no noise. It's going to look good on It's one camera. of those films where, you know, our brilliant team of editors are having to work hard. All we can hear is stones going up in the wheel arches and tyres being eviscerated. What do we do? Well, that, that then means that the music portfolio becomes very important. Yeah. So you're then, well, what do we do? Throw in a bit of uh, quite interesting. Queens and Stone See the same shot, one, one as it came out the camera and another one with the V8 soundtrack dubbed over the top. Well, I, I don't think time. we're far off a manufacturer just piping some music into the car or doing something because you do miss it. Well, because you know Porsche and Ferrari are both working on... They're going to be working on pure electric. Porsche obviously already has the Taycan, but I'm talking about hypercars, supercars kind of thing. And they'll be scratching their heads going, you know, that, the Nevera is amazing, but how do we bring a little bit more emotion? So, so, so the person that buys a £2 million car, supercar, hypercar, the majority, we know, they do want to drive the car now and again fast, but they also want to drive down the King's Road mm. uh, slowly and, and make some noise. And, and the problem is, if you want to be a peacock in a... Nevera, the only thing you've got at your disposal is speed. And if you try and demonstrate that in a built-up area, you're just going to end up in a shop front. Yeah. And so this is going to be interesting. How are people going to show off at low speed in these cars? The peacockery of the low-speed hypercar move yeah. is, is going to need to be sorted out by someone because that's what they need, these people. The Aventador revving. Yeah, the idea of the flames and the cooking yeah. the chicken, all that sort of stuff. I'm not that interested in it. First world problems. It is. The way that the Top Gear is, is a series is built is that, you know, to get, to get billing in the first show mm. is quite a big thing. Yeah. I don't think the Nevera was necessarily considered to go in the first episode, but the fact that it's made it in there shows you how much it opened our eyes and what a great film it made. You did talk about a certain drag race that occurred, which I think kind of sums up the stupid performance. I'm not going to give it away, but th these cars need context. Mm. No point in just someone saying, it's as fast as a really fast thing. That's meaningless. You've got to, you have to demonstrate what that means. Mm. So take something very, very, very fast, like a 700 and something horsepower Lamborghini, and then, and then let physics demonstrate what's going on. What it does to conventional hypercars is humbling. Thank you for listening to the Top Gear magazine podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget to subscribe, to leave us a review, to leave us a star rating. But also check out what is in the rest of the feed because as well as interviews, we've got our monthly uh, behind the curtain look into the issues that we make. And also there's some new audio tidbits coming. So like Jet says, subscribe. Subscribe.